You are listening to the Change Your Love Life Forever podcast with Melanie Josephine, episode number 36. Did you know that you have the power to change your love life forever? My name is Melanie Josephine. I'm a certified life coach and award-winning author. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I had the idea for it yesterday when I was reading in a book and I just, it just clicked and I suddenly knew what I wanted to talk about and I got so excited for today's episode. So I hope you're gonna take a lot away from this episode. But before I start, I just want to give a very little disclaimer that this, what I'm about to talk to might be a little bit controversial and I'm, I'm simply sharing, I'm always simply sharing on this podcast, I, um, nothing I say here is to offend or hurt anybody and if you disagree with what I say today then that's absolutely fine. But I want to bring different perspectives and different topics to this podcast because I want you and I to broaden our horizon and to see different situations from different perspectives to open our eyes and different things work for different people, um, different things work for different couples and this might be actually really helpful for you. Um, I haven't really decided what I'm going to name this podcast for now. I usually just pick something before I record. For now, I named it When Your Partner Annoys You. But basically, what I want to talk about is another idea, another ex um, perspective to um, approach certain situations that you struggle with in your relationship and... Um, I prepared quite a few things. I even did some translations before I got on this podcast. But um, yeah, first I want to tell you the episode got inspired by me reading the book How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Maybe you've read it. It's an old book. I don't know when it came out, but it's it's been a while. And I came across it here during my stay in Germany. I'm going through my room and throwing stuff out. And I thought this would be a book that I'm going to throw out. But actually, I think I'm going to keep it. Um, I'm mainly drawing from the first chapter um, in this episode. Because um, it's the first chapter that I read yesterday. But I bought this book many, many years ago. And I'm reading it with completely different eyes. I think actually in the past I didn't completely finish it and I wasn't really ready to read it. I think I bought it when I was a teenager. So this is many, many years ago. Um, but the other thing I, I wanted to share is maybe you've heard about a relationship researcher. His name is John Gottman. And <clears throat> I can't remember which book it was, but one of the books that I read that was by him, he, he talks about that in every relationship there is a set of things, situation, habits that we basically need to make peace on. These are the things that we either disagree on or that we don't like about our partner and vice versa. And um, I'm, I'm bringing up this example from John Gottman because it relates, relates to today's episode. 
I just want to show you that this is um, that that every couple has this this set of things. Um, it, it will be different for every couple what it is, how much it is, how much it annoys you or gets to you. But um, because we're all different and love is about loving each other the way that we are, including our flaws, there, there is a set for every couple. And I would say I would be so curious of your experiences and opinions. If you want to go to <clears throat> my YouTube channel, you can comment there because I upload the podcast there as well. So what I'd be interested in knowing is um, just simply how you deal with these things. If you are able to completely be at peace with those at all times or if they sometimes um, come up and they annoy you. So for me, and I think this is why I'm recording this episode, it it depends. So there are things that at times I can completely accept and don't mind um, about my partner and I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to expose him but and there are things that bother him about me even though he's usually not really too um, too much voicing those things because he doesn't want to criticize me but we have those things and I want to talk about a different approach that came to me yesterday and I think it's pretty brilliant um, but I also want you to be aware not everything works for every couple so maybe you want to try it maybe you don't maybe you just want to listen to this so what am I actually talking about so in this first chapter of um, how to win friends um, the, the first chapter is called the rules for dealing with people and this obviously applies to any people, <laughs> friends, relationships, anything. So we're using these examples for our relationships and it talks about three different concepts that you can use um, and particularly the third one is what I want to talk about. So the third one talks about how, um, wait, I wrote this down, <laughs> uh, what the other person want. So let's say you have one thing that really bothers you about your partner and you want him to change it. So you have probably heard of this approach, like the I approach. Uh, when you go to your partner and you're like, when you do such and such, I feel like such and such. And I think that's, that's not a bad approach. The reason we use the I language is so that you don't directly offend your partner, but you make it about you and how something makes you feel. And I think that that's important and that works in certain situations. But I also think it, it especially if it's a re reoccurring habit or situation that bothers you, and you've had this conversation many times, you can sometimes feel like you're talking to a wall. Like your partner obviously doesn't, I don't want to say doesn't care, but because they're them and they, um, 
don't know how or don't want to change their behavior because that's them and they want to be accepted as they are, you might not get very far. So in this chapter, um, the author talks about what does the other person want? Like if you think of the situation that bothers you about your partner, you have your own reasons why it bothers you and why you want him or her to stop. But they have their own reasons on why they don't want to stop. So you now need to think about what's in it for them. Why would they want to stop? And I think one of the YouTubers I watched... Um, she actually read this book. I don't think she read the whole thing. And she was saying, oh, I don't really like this book. I didn't want to continue it because it seems like, I think she said, it seems like manipulation. And I think that's only one way to think of it. You don't have to think of it that way. Like if you think of reasons why your partner would want to change this, Yes, one way you could think you're manipulating it, but actually you're you're just explaining reasons why he might want to change this. So I th I don't think you have to feel ma manipulative. I mean, in the end of the day, you're just trying to find peace for both parties and the best solution in your relationship. So I think that's actually really valuable and honorable. And he, the author goes into various examples but this is basically what it comes down to what reasons can you think of that your partner might be interested in um, for doing what you want him to do and here I um, here is where I want to share what my aha moment was because and you can do this too and actually I'd encourage you to do this um, write down what it is that you want in your relationship and it can be things that are already fulfilled and it can also be things that are not fulfilled yet it, it can be a combination or it can just be what's not fulfilled yet and then write another list and write down what your partner wants from the relationship what are th what's important to them what are they after and I don't want you to think of this as tit for tat because um, when I studied to get my coaching certification um, we learned like the, the different levels of relationship and like the different deepenings of a relationship and if you always do everything tit for tat then you don't I think if I remember correctly you don't really have like the deepest level of a um, connection or of a relationship because you're always thinking of what's in it for you and that's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is simply um, having different ideas for different situations. You don't need to use this approach for every si si single situation in your relationship or in other relationships. But if you have a situation that you've simply run out of ideas, then why not think um, what's in it for my partner? So I, I just want to clarify that I'm not generally for tit for tat. But what I've noticed when I wrote this down, when I wrote down what I want to see and when I wrote down what I think he wants to see, I realized 
that probably when we give what the other person wants, we also get what we want. And I realized that when, when I thought about what would the situation be like if he did the things that are on my list, what would it, how would I feel? What would it look like? How would it change the situation? And it made me realize that if he did those things, I'd be much more relaxed. I'd be much more in a state of peace and I'd be much more willing to um, open up to some things that he wants that usually I'd say no to, but only because I feel like, why should I say yes here when he doesn't say yes there? And again, I I don't want this to come across like, um, like an equation where we just make egoistic decisions for ourselves. But when you think of the relationship as a cycle, like you could think of any other cycle um, in your life or on earth, things come together as a cycle and if something is out of balance then things don't work the way that they should and the only example that comes to my mind right now is climate change that I'm not (laughs) the the expert I'm not going to go into this too much but think about um, the earth and how we on earth we as human beings haven't fully played the part to be in balance with the earth and now it backfires and the same happens in relationships if we are not in each other's balance things backfire and this is when problems arise and this is when things kind of get out of hand you know what? Um, yesterday I watched this random YouTube video. I clicked on it, and I can't remember the exact title, but I think it was something like "Divorce Lawyer Gives Relationship Advice." So if you want to put that into um, YouTube, you can watch it. Um, and I thought that maybe this guy has some decent insights. By the way, um, there's a couple of divorce lawyers actually speaking in this video. Um, but and and I think yeah there there are a few things away taking that you can take away from this video but it was a bit darker and more negative than I expected and maybe that comes with his job I don't know because obviously um he's only dealing with people who are getting a divorce so he's not spending any time with people who are happily married or so he's just seeing this fraction of relationships you know what I mean so the one of the first things he said in the video I think it's so depressing and please don't take an example on this because he's saying um, 51% of people get a divorce and why would you get married something like that like why would you get married with that sort of statistics I honestly absolutely I I I get really like I feel like ugh. I like I want to vomit when I hear something like this because you are not a statistic and 
you can totally rock your relationship and you can totally rock your marriage and why do you want to put yourself in a statistics with people who didn't work things out you don't even know these people you don't know did they actually really um try did they read um marriage books or did they see a counselor not that you have to or not other people have to but I think that whenever you do something like that you put yourself in a statistic you start to compare yourself when really you cannot it's just like telling somebody who wants to be an athlete or an artist and um, show them the statistics and say well the odds are against you I mean (laughs) That is like crushing, crushing someone's dream and it has nothing to do with them. So don't go with that. That was just a little rant. Sorry. <laughs> I just had to say this. So um, I want to share a few quotes um, because I thought it was really interesting. So let me just briefly touch on the other two things that the chapter tells us. Um the other two things are about um, he's he's basically saying that you shouldn't critique but that you should give attention to what's right actually i probably have said this so many times in this podcast and it's so true sometimes it feels so hard because our brain is so structured to looking at what's wrong but so true not just for you to pay attention on what's right but actually mention it to your partner complimenting your partner so the book talks about that um really emphasizing what's right and what you're really happy about and um yeah that goes just for compliments but also like what behaviors do you like about your partner etc etc and then um and then yeah like i said i want to share a few quotes so by the way because i have this book in german and i have just translated these things those might not be the exact quotes but pretty much so one of the quotes i want to share is critique is dangerous because it hurts the pride of the other person aggrieves their self-esteem and wakes up their resentment and i know this sounds like a really dark statement and like you should never critique your partner there will be times where you critique your partner and there will be times where your partner critiques you and you might want to use the i language how i feel blah blah but I think it's also interesting reading this because there is a point to it and the reason I acknowledge that for myself is and I want to um, inspire you to do the same right now in this moment think of the last time somebody critiqued you and it doesn't have to be your partner it can be somebody else and maybe it was fine it also depends how this critique um is placed how it comes across how it is phrased what you what words were used but the example that i'm thinking of right now basically hits the point of this quote because i did feel hurt 
it it did hurt my pride as a person it aggrieved my self-esteem and it also woke my resentment now in my case the reason this is the truth for me is also because this person didn't critique me to my face this person critiqued me behind my back which i think is wrong so i think that's why all these things um, were true to me so depending on how the person brings their critique across I think it can be different but I just want you to think about this statement and the possibility that when you critique re whether you um, I mean your intention probably isn't to hurt the other person or to offend them but just to be aware that if you do this might happen and you might get to your goal which is probably the change I <laughs> feel kind of bad saying like the change of the person's behavior because we shouldn't really set out to to change other people's behavior but anyway um, I just think that depending on what it is and if it's really important um, if, if you need to see a certain change in your relationship, you might want to think about whether you want to use critique or not. Just like be really conscious about it. Um, <clears throat> now the other two quotes. So this one, I don't know if I have that much to say about, but let me read it out loud first. Accusations are like carrier pigeons. They always return to the sender. When you accuse someone and again, when you use words that um, yeah, feel like accusation, feel like offense, it is very easy to put the other person in defense and then other accusations come back to you. So I can definitely relate to that. And then the last quote I have for you is, Everyone can criticize and judge, and most people do it. But to understand and to forgive, that needs character and self-mastery. Ooh, I think there's so much truth to this. It is so easy to criticize and judge, and especially not to people's face. Um, if you have been with me for long, you have probably heard me say that one of my standards that I hold myself to is that if I have a problem with somebody I go and I say it to their face and if I don't know how to bring it across how to say to them I am I allow myself to seek help um, with a friend or somebody else to figure out what to say but I don't just go and bitch behind other people's back and criticize and judge and gossip and never say anything to the person's face. That's just a standard that I hold myself to. And I think, yes, it is very easy to criticize and judge and gossip. And especially in <laughs> doing it behind people's backs. And it just creates tension. It creates negative energy on this planet. And... I would love to ask you not to do it. <laughs> but obviously you do what you do. But I just want you to make... Uh, I don't think that actually you're one of the people who does it. If you're listening to this podcast that is all about love. Um, 
And then the last part, but to understand and forgive, that needs character and self-mastery. And I think self-mastery is really something you need to practice. It's something that you practice, yeah, when you receive coaching or when you um, are in the self-growth space um, where you really work on yourself. I feel like for me, um, I, I, I would say that definitely I have a certain level of self-mastery probably all do but I wrote an article for Medium which I'm going to publish in the next few days (laughs) so if you don't follow me there feel free to check out my article but I wrote about me being a shy girl in the past and when I think of that time that was a time when I was too shy to voice my opinion and then at some point I broke out of that shyness and now a lot of the time I'm I'm not afraid to voice my opinion but I kind of need to remind myself that sometimes it's better not to 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 go to that self-mastery but I sometimes struggle because I feel like it took me so long to break out of that shyness honestly it was so hard for me and it was such a huge success for me to be able to say my opinion that to go now and tell myself not to for the self-mastery sometimes I really struggle um I'd be really interested if you if you sometimes have the same struggle yeah but I want to summarize the main point that I wanted to bring across in this episode and That is, if you have tried a lot of other things, you might want to try not to criticize, but to look at what's good, to emphasize and compliment what's good, to um, think about what's in it to your partner when he or she changes his or her behavior, why should they do it, and write down what you want, what they want, and what the dynamics and the energy of the relationship would be when you come to the table and you bring those things together. With that being said, I want to send you so much love again from Germany and until the next episode, bye-bye. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a one-on-one program called Change Your Love Life Forever that I want to invite you to join me in. Together, we can walk through the blocks that are keeping you from experiencing true love. We will navigate you on the path that leads you to a fulfilling love life. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the next level and 10x your chances of a relationship that actually works, then come check out Change Your Love Life Forever at melaniejosephine.com.